Welcome to Rehab Within Reach. We are your hosts, Dr. Chrissy Rankin, physical therapist and CrossFit Level 1 coach. And I'm Dr. Sarah Nelson, a physical therapist, and I'm board certified in women's health and lymphedema therapy, and I also hold a master's degree in orthopedic manual therapy. And I'm Dr. Shona Craig. I'm also a physical therapist, a board certified women's health clinical specialist, certified lymphedema therapist, and yoga teacher. We are a collective of women from various backgrounds who support each other and the community around us that have one thing in common, therapy solutions. This podcast will be addressing how the body, mind, and spirit work together to create our current state of being while offering a refreshing approach to how to create harmony within each system. Our treatment philosophy is to empower people through education by combating modern evidence-based practice with our innate primal wisdom in order to promote body literacy and compassion in your personal healing journey. Even though our professional background started in physical therapy, we take an integrative and holistic approach by addressing all systems of the body in order to bridge the gap between the current medical model in the United States and your ability to make autonomous decisions to achieve independence and wellness. This podcast is meant to challenge you to think in ways that may feel uncomfortable at first, but don't worry. Remember, our goal is to provide resources in order for you to make the best decisions for your well-being, which may go against what most of our society suggests is quote-unquote healthy or correct. As a reminder, this podcast does not replace the medical examination, assessment, and plan of care from a licensed medical provider who has seen you personally. Let's get started. Well, anyway, right. this topic is was curious for a couple of physical therapists who, I mean, we're just go people, right? Make goals, achieve goals. I, I... <laughs> Do, do, so do. Our, produce, produce, <laughs> produce. <laughs> yeah. So the topic is the power of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, was just uh, uh, what inspired me was the newsletter you wrote where you shared the pictures of you guys um, taking doing time. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, some people would call that a vacation and not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that is very true, too. <laughs> But it is amazing. My most recent vacations that I've taken have either been like softball related or they're work related or it's high family oriented. So then you're just trying to pack so much stuff in a short amount of time. So then you don't really feel like you can even relax at all or do nothing. Um, So it was nice like to really have a true vacation where we did whatever we wanted. And a lot of it was nothing. So that was really nice. (laughs) So what did that feel like to do nothing? What was different about it? I really had to let myself feel a lot of things. And like, I would feel the, um, that, oh, I need to be doing something because like, I'm not being productive. And so I really had to like, in my head, talk to myself to not do that um and at the time too my um Kurt and I were sober like we were just taking like we just weren't drinking for that time and it is amazing how sometimes you're like oh I'm bored so I can just like go to a drink and go to happy hour right and (laughs) we're like oh well we're not doing that right now so instead that means like we're reading or we're napping or we're doing a walk or, you know, something different. Um, So it was really a cool experience to see both like, oh, so I'm not going to fill my time with distracting myself with food and drinks. Um, And I'm not going to fill my time with trying to be productive. So what do I enjoy doing? Like, what do I actually just enjoy um, experiencing and stuff like that. So, um, it was a lot of, uh, reflecting and we had beautiful weather. Um, it was like 70 and sunny every day, um, which is unheard of. Nice. Um, and then I think that also allowed us, um, cause on the way back, um, I 90 
uh, was closed because of fires. So we had to like shift and go the long way home. And I think if we were, we wouldn't have been able to maybe handle it as well as we did <laughs> going the long way um, unexpectedly um, because we were so much more, uh, I think, relaxed and recovered. So um, that was a blessing in disguise too. Yeah. Oh, that sounds. That and then sounds this weekend, fine. you also had your own restful weekend as well. Yes. And because I had a massive do everything period right before Mm -hmm. that, like where I have a tendency to overfill my days. I don't use the word busy because I try to go at a a comfortable pace. Um, But we had our retreat Mm -hmm. and then that was Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday and Tuesday, I teach for the Dr. Vodder School International and I taught I teach for their reviews, updates for therapists who treat lymphedema and lymphostatic disease. And my role is to educate on different topics. What's the latest information on um, the lymphatic system that's out there? And so that was from 6.30 to 9.30. And then I went in and treated patients. Yeah. And so I was putting in 12 hour days and to top it off on Tuesday, I started training with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, oh, that's great. <laughs> because I want, you know, I want to, um, I've, I've wanted for a while to learn your functional fitness a- approach. And uh, it was very fun, by the way. So they <laughs> were excellent days. And, but I knew I was pushing uh, the line. And uh, so this weekend, I I did as much nothing <clears throat> as I could do, which was, uh, I still taught Saturday morning, because <laughs> there was one more review to teach for. Uh, but that actually trying to do nothing um, and think of it deliberately was, in, uh, it, it raised my awareness about, I don't do nothing. There's always something. It's, even if it's meditating, I'm doing something. <laughs> True. I think then talking about like definitions, right? Like we feel like doing nothing means that or or, or something always, always happening, right? So like we have to constantly be talking about our day as if like we have to do something, right? Um and like we did too, like I, during our like do nothing week or whatever, like I did a little bit of work too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, uh, did, um, I want, I wish I read more, right. But I, I didn't read as much as I would like to, but, um, it is funny. Yeah. Like doing nothing can still look like doing something, just maybe not as, um, hey. um <laughs> hello. Show oh, has now joined us. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. Yes, success. It's always like a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about doing nothing, and and I mean that's kind of like what we're just talking about. That well, Gordy, you could some people would think that he's doing nothing, but he's napping, which is important. So, (laughs) (laughs) and doing nothing has been, uh, yeah, that's hard as a new mom. We were saying by definition of the professions that we chose, the profession that we chose, we are terrible at doing nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean, like Ayurvedically, we probably all have a pitta in us. Yes. We go 110%. So my Ayurvedic teacher, Jessica Valella, she said, I attract pitta people because I am such a pitta person. Like, yeah, it makes sense. But lots of doers and thinkers. And so I was saying I, I worked a lot at the beginning of the week. So this weekend I tried to do as little as possible. A great do nothing project is on a cold day to sit by a fire. Mm. Oh, that yeah. felt really good. Nice. Oh, it kind of feels like we have to like schedule doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, which again is like 
the antithesis of like actually doing nothing. (laughs) And I said, I, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I just thought I would look up a little bit and see what's out there about the concept of doing nothing. And there are three books on doing nothing, which seems like an oxymoron. (laughs) (laughs) And they, um, I, to- I told you there's the Dutch word Nixon, uh, N-I-K-S-E-N. And you said there's an Italian word for it, too. Yeah, there's dolce far uh, niente, uh, the sweetness of doing nothing. Oh, I like that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I know if there's a Celtic saying for that. <laughs> to look that up later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what cultures have the concept of doing nothing and letting it be okay. That's the hard part is being okay with it. I always feel, I get that little like, oh, everyone's going to think like I'm not an adult if I don't do X, Y, Z in this weekend, you know? And then when you actually realize adulting is like just pushing, (laughs) pushing the, uh, things on the to-do list like over constantly over you know and until it is done until it becomes where it's at the point where you have to do it you're like everyone's doing that so it's not just me well and the other thing I found was um calling someone a do nothing is an insult Mm. yeah yeah so yeah or couch potato or a lazy (laughs) negative connotations to it I yeah. think of um, Henry David Thoreau, you know, he was a poet. And I, I remember reading this thing about him where he sat on his porch all day from morning till night and just looked at this, the forest around him. And um, did people of his time think he was a do nothing? But now we look back and think his poetry is so wonderful. But he, I just wonder if we like change that to like, cause you can't, can you actually really do nothing until he's <laughs> dead? It's like, well, maybe you just see it as he is doing something. <laughs> like he's being, he's just being conscious, like in the moment he's sitting <laughs> that's doing something. Yeah. Right? Observing. Looking, observing. And so, but I don't think that's lazy. Mm-hmm. Like he. It's just he's doing something that's relaxing. <laughs> or And that's so, not like what our society's definition of doing something is, you know. Uh, we're more much more of like you have to produce something in order to be, be doing something, right? So mm-hmm. his his production looks different, right? But I I and you brought up an interesting word we should touch on is lazy, but it my before I forget that this uh, idea of um, of uh, that even to set time aside to do nothing is doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like, so like I talked about in my newsletter, like we went for a hike and like that is doing something, right? Like in the world though of productivity, right? It's not doing something except for giving myself and my family exercise, right? And nature time. And it was, it was really sad to me that, and I think it's because we had the dogs too. So I was more worried about them than I probably should have been. Um, But they, but I felt like I was like, I kept looking at the, um, like at the map on my phone to make sure like we were on the path and that we were, I was like constantly like, okay, so when we get to the end, like, this is what we got to do and like to turn around and come back. But so I felt like I was continuously trying to get to the next step. And I was trying to um, be more concerned about the following directions, right? Then just, again, just being. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I've noticed how difficult that is for me um, to just be. Um, so that's really like the next step I think in this journey that I'm on right now is learning to be okay with just being and not having to follow directions all the time. I think think it's like harder with to like a family, like, Mm. like when I was just on my own, it was a lot easier to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to do me (laughs) and do, 
go on a hike today. But I think for some reason, those thoughts come in of my mind of like, oh, well, this person that, you know, my partner or my baby, like they're, they're doing something like, why do I deserve to like do nothing right now? (laughs) That's, I don't know, like there's always some, somebody to take care of or other things to do and help out. And so that's where I think, like, I I think like my partner and I were just talking about this late recently. It was like, Hey, we really need to schedule times for self care so that we both can feel good. But those thoughts creep in too, like on the other end of like, Oh man, he's, he gets to just take a bath right now. And I'm like taking care of the baby and washing the dishes. And, but it's hard to, it, it takes practice to, I don't know, support one another, I think, too, in, in self-care. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I was thinking that part of doing nothing is having no purpose or goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're so we have two tracks here right now because we have, you know, what you're yeah. launching, Christy, and then what you're trying to go through, Shona, by operating in a young family, which is just high demand. So if we take the um, the experiment of you're basically experimenting on doing nothing, um, Chrissy, like mm-hmm. to take away all purpose and goal and see what arises mm-hmm. instead of defining the goal. Yeah. And then get to that arise. point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, I, I think you can say, it seems like it's been a little challenging because everybody asks you, so what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, that is very true too. Everyone is definitely very concerned about what our plan is. <laughs> and um, so it is amazing how like we, I, man, we there's always like this date, right? So like Kurt and I finally said that December 9th is like our, our launch date date you know and it's like but again we're like working up to that point you know and then and then when December 9th hits and again we're working to like the next goal of like which is more maybe more tangible because like we're drive like we're have a destination to reach and stuff like that but then there's some deadlines too you know and within that um within that journey um but I think after maybe the holidays and it'll start where it's more of like, oh, we'll flip a coin and see which direction, you know, to go in. And then let's be okay that if we're in a city and we're exhausted and we're just going to sit in our Airbnb or a hotel and be okay with it. You know, um, we did that a couple of times when we were in Denver um, for softball, when we had literally a day off, Um, we both were kind of like getting over a sickness and we just like sat in our Airbnb um, and I'm sure the owner was like, well, I can't believe they're just like sitting there doing nothing. But um, that was uh, actually really much needed. Um, so we've experienced some of it, but not long term. Well, I, I think also to explore it further, it's that w- what I'm hearing, too, is that when you're as you are launching on doing nothing, what you realize is how much your mind is the driver. Mm. and um, that we we pick up worry, um, responsibility. And so you can have no outward purpose, but your mind is still trying to create one. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think... Seen, oh, go ahead, Jenna. I, think, I was thinking in terms of the mind too lately, because I realized that I start, there's always something to do And there's always, I often have that mindset of like, like once this is over, like we're getting work done on our house or like once this is over, like I'll get to relax. Mm -hmm. I think like, oh, that never really happens. Like, cause then once that's over, there's something else that's going on. I'm like, is it just my mind that lately I have been sort of like setting the intention of like be here now, like Hmm. simplify, (laughs) ground myself here, like do less (laughs) or 
just be, I guess, simplify kept coming up for me lately. Well, what's on the, what's on the other side of that though, that you have to tell yourself that? Like what? Cause I'm just exhausted all the time. And like, I feel like my, I just, my mind, everything's just like really complicated. So that, <laughs> that, that, that mind, and this is, yeah. go back to Pitta. This is what Pitta does. It's got to think, think, think it needs a problem to solve. And it'll, it'll auger in trying to solve that. It'll keep you up all night trying to solve the problem. Yeah. There's so many to-do lists. There's so many problems to solve. There's so much, like, so many people to handle. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's so many things to do that, yeah, I do believe that even if I do slow down for a second, I'll find there's something else to do. Like, I'll fill it in somehow. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just like, okay, don't like simplify, simplify, like find joy in like what I'm doing. Like, even if it's just washing the dishes or vacuuming or, or just like nursing Gordy, like just be here with him because he can probably sense that my mind is thinking of like, okay, I gotta, gotta go to the grocery store. Like I gotta, like, what am I making for dinner? Like all these things. And I'm like, if I, I think I believe that if I slow my mind down, that then my external reality will like reflect my mind. So that's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a, you know, if, if we jump back and forth between these two scenarios, you know, the running a family or living in a family has a different set of demands to it. And I think um, accepting those different sets of demands too, like going from a very independent woman to like, oh, now I'm a housekeeper and I have a baby and like, you know, it's my roles have definitely shifted. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing too how your roles change depending on which part of the family that you're talking about, right? Like my my dad's side of the family is very high productivity. So if you're not demonstrating like that you're productive in your life, then they have there's like this uh, attitude or conversation that's happening. And then on my mom's side, it's like, I just want you to be happy, right? Like, so then they're more of like, so your roles are different in that family. And then in my husband's family, like that's a different role of like trying to mix all of that stuff together. And I, I um, come from a very small family. So um, dealing, like thinking about um, family dynamics day to day wasn't as much of a thing that I grew up with. And now as an adult with a now a, a bigger family, um, learning how what that new role looks like is is challenging and exciting and and all of those things so yeah you know one of the troubles of a busy mind is it disrupts sleep mm-hmm. so one of the things that I tell patients and that I do for myself if you're having trouble sleeping that that when I go to bed I imagine that I'm seven years old because when we're seven mm-hmm. years old we're just us and you're not you're not a role. You're not a, 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 you don't think of yourself as a daughter or a mother or a worker. You're just you. And so to practice every night, removing those roles and responsibilities to just be, um, I, 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 you know, so you had said the word lazy, um, as, and, and people would say doing nothing is lazy. So when I first started learning to sit down, um, because early in our marriage, I felt like I had to go, go, go all the time. And if I sat down, I wasn't doing my share. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and we also were very good at watching each other, making sure we were doing our share. <laughs> it's insidious. You have to, like, yes. It's so easy to go there. Yes. Well, how can blame each other at all for you're not doing it? Right. <laughs> I think especially as a new mom too, you're like, oh my, so overwhelmed. And then if you see your husband like sit down for a second, you're like, 
fair. <laughs> like, he doesn't have boobs. Like, it's not fair that I have to. <laughs> oh, God. You have to, like, I had to really, like, consciously be like, okay, no. <laughs> he deserves rest as much as I do. <laughs> um, it is. It. I, I saw a headline recently where, like, I think it's still that women carry more of the share in the household. Oh, yeah. There's I definitely think so. energy recently. There's like this recent trend of like people saying, if you, because unfortunately it affects like stay at home parents and, and, you know, majority of stay at home parents seem to be women that um, if you combined and, and put an, a, a worth amount of, of all the things that a stay at home parent does in a day and you put that and you say that you're going to hire someone to do all of those things. It would be like an over six figure job. Like, um, and it's, you know, when you hear also too, that daycare now is like $1,500 a kid, you know, which is another mortgage and say that you were actually paying your stay at home parent, $1,500, you know, a month, like for childcare, like, like that's insane. Like that's not how, and so, it really is like, even though people believe that stay-at-home parents are doing nothing, which is ridiculous. Please spend a day with stay-at-home parents and see how you yeah. do. Um, you would want your job back, right? <laughs> like, um, and it's yeah. and this even like ties into like just in our society and in our economy. You know, it's based on like what you produce is is what you get, and you know, right now with despite our unemployment rate relatively low you know everyone talks about how no one wants to work anymore and everyone's lazy and like every generation has that like every i mean every 20 years or not even every 20 years i feel like every year people talk about the next generation is lazy and entitled and they don't want to do anything right um but and yeah like we're still producing at the highest rate like that the world has ever seen you know so i i just it's hard yeah. So which is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is it? I mean, I, I really don't, I mean, I think also too, with us being in the medical world and we see, and we, and we specialize in chronic pain and chronic conditions and that we know when overdoing things and overworking and, and constantly not having time for any rest at all creates also the autoimmune or the chronic pain or chronic conditions that we're experiencing. So no, so we're harping a lot of like, we actually do too much, like you need to rest, but it's hard when the rest of the world or the rest of society, our society here is telling like, no, everyone's lazy and entitled and don't want to work. So I just, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's stunning. Um, when you think about it. I, so when I was a new therapist, we would actually stand around and chat I think at our clinic, we do have some of that time there, but we're in the room with an hour, for an hour with our patients. So it's, you know, doesn't, it, it only happens if, if it's coordinated that we have off at the same time, but there was this tolerance 30 years ago that we could stand around and chat. And now it's like, well, you should be doing something. Should, did you write your note? Are you making that call? You know? Go, like go do something <laughs> and we don't think this where like like in europe with sweden or something where they've realized that when you work less and have more time like that like i think they did like four hour work days six hours a day same six yeah same salary people are actually more productive mm-hmm. and more happy and so it's like yeah we should <laughs> why don't we get more of these breaks and that they're like regarded as okay because yeah. I think that then that creates more mental rest and then you're more like capable of doing your job and then you actually get more done yeah you know? I did look up are there physiologic benefits to doing nothing and there are and they were like you know lowered blood pressure, you know, everything you would expect when you lower your stress, improved immunity. um, That's a big one because I'm seeing this distressing pattern for some of our patients where 
they got COVID twice and they're vaccinated and, you know, and like, why is their system not kicking in? And if I, the, the few I'm thinking of right now, they operate at a high level of stress where, you know, exceeding capacity on a regular basis. That so, reminds me of like, when I was younger, the only time I would get sick was like after finals <clears throat> at school and I would go home sit down and then boom and get sick and I always thought it's my body telling me like okay you overdid it now you're I'm gonna force you to lay here <laughs> for a few days and it's yeah. the same thing with pain right it's the same mm, concept yeah. too so yeah you pick anything distressing thing that doesn't feel good to our body physiologically and that can be a sign of any type of stress in your life that's beyond capacity that you can handle yeah so he's popping up too for me it's like it almost feels like rest it like is an entitled we people regard it as like an entitled thing Mm -hmm. like oh well you don't maybe that's my own like I remember um growing up I didn't have to work in the summers as a kid And I did get days and days and days of just doing nothing. Um, And that rejuvenated me for the school year to really like kick butt. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I guess I, you know, I didn't have to work to make money during the summer. So is that like, am I just privileged that I get to rest? I was just, (laughs) do I deserve that? Literally just (laughs) going to say that too. You were? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, you're exactly on the right track. Um, that it is a privilege for rest too. So then and that's based on generational wealth and that's based on uh race and that's based on social economic status and education and all of that kind of stuff. Um absolutely rest is also a sign of privilege too. And so there is this um let me there's the this place called or this company called the nap ministry and um it is a company that was created by um uh trisha hershey and she uh is a black woman who is really harping and educating about how rest is resistance, um, especially in bodies of people of color who um, have don't have the privilege to rest and um, and how empowering that is. Um, and it, you can see it in both ways. You know, like she says, my rest as a black woman in America suffering from generational exhaustion and racial trauma always was a political refusal and social justice uprising within my body. Um, I took to rest and naps and slowing down as a way to save my life, resist the systems telling me to do more, and most importantly, as a remembrance to my ancestors who had their dream space stolen from them. Mm. You know, and it, it is more, it is about more than naps. It is not about fluffy pillows, expensive sheets, silk sleep masks, or any other external frivolous consumerist gimmick. It is about a deep unraveling from white supremacy and capitalism. And obviously, like, this, that's, that is beyond than what I can, like, you know, that's where at my point, like, I'm going to let her continue to talk about that because I have no experience in racism in that way um so i highly recommend people following her i found her on social media um her social media account is the nap ministry um she also has a book coming out i think it it came out um a few weeks ago um it's called rest is resistance a manifesto by trisha hershey so if you want more um information about that i would highly recommend it, I you. think that's a call for workers too that that we just all quit being pushed so much like I wish our professional association 
would support that. I, I'm going to find the T-shirt that they're marketing right now. Um, it you know in our profession, which is basically saying, oh, you know, uh, be tough, work work harder. It's cool. Um, let's see. Oh, man. That's just so powerful. It says, nobody <laughs> cares. Work harder. That's a t-shirt for PTs. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> nobody cares. Work harder. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> and it's not- funny because, like, you understand it, right? <laughs> and I get where they're coming from. And it's insensitive and lacks depth and lacks any type of self-awareness about what's actually happening in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I under I mean, I've been there with my patients. Like, I know it's tough. We got to do it. Anyway. Ugh. Well, and it can look different though, right? Because like, yeah. what does working harder mean? Right? Like, I, I, I would, I could guarantee if we pulled everybody on, the street 90 percent, and i okay i don't the numbers i don't know more than a majority of people would say like how in the hell am i supposed to work harder <laughs> like i'm already working yeah. hard and to the capacity that i can have i can barely take care of myself let alone any other more tasks that you want me to do so it, that just is so non-objective and here's the mark. Here's the saying on the t-shirt that our professional association is selling. Who wants a soft job anyway? <laughs> oh. oh my God. <laughs> well, and again, implying that there's a hierarchy of jobs and yet, yeah. and saying that, okay, mine's harder than yours. So then I deserve more. Like that doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I'm, I'm going to relish being driven into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> playing into that drama triangle because it's making me think like mm-hmm. I think as PTs we like cannot stand people being victims mm-hmm. like the victim mindset where we're like oh poor you no like get off off your ass and like just do it this mm-hmm. sort of the, like don't complain and then but it's then like who are we being like I guess we're being the persecutors and the yeah rescuers. and the yeah. rescuers which is right. that's <laughs> That's manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the drama triangle, we all play all roles. It's just where we enter the triangle and we all end up a victim when we play this role, play the triangle. Oh, I didn't realize we all end up a victim. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Eventually it's like, they didn't appreciate me. (laughs) (laughs) You try to go in and rescue and then they don't do what you want and then and then you feel like oh I put in all that effort for nothing like (laughs) but yeah yeah, not to be harsh on ourselves we're all trying our best but I I can see where I've done this in the recent past (laughs) whoopsie my mindset has definitely shifted being a mom and I'm like oh yeah okay working with new moms especially like I remember you Sarah telling me like just give them like up to three things to do a day or like no more than that and he's like wait what that's so little but now I'm like oh oh yeah yeah no it's hard to even fit in like one new thing mm-hmm. sometimes. And the, a lot of my patients I'm, I'm like I just kind of read the situation I'm like I'm just going to show you how to do your work in a therapeutic manner and it might be nice for yes. you to exercise at some point right that's great yeah like squat down in this way to pick mm-hmm. up a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's really helpful. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause people don't have a lot of time because we're being pushed to produce. I love, I'm going to, I'm going to like find this guy, this Gail's page. I love that. Rest is resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew a, a guy once <clears throat> he worked enough so he could quit his job when the snow started to fall and then spend the time skiing and just savor life, enjoy life, you know? And that's like, uh, you know, finding a way to, to do that. 
um, would be nice. Um, yeah. But then at um, the same time, then how much is he sacrificing, like, in his body, right, and his mind and his physiology and his relationships? Is he sacrificing to work that much unless his idea of of work is like the bare like the minimum you know he's not working to he's uh, you know passing out every night right like maybe his idea of what working is 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 maybe a more healthy way but you know my my mind immediately thinks of like well how much did you sacrifice and to get to that point where you can't take those months off right so then we're living in this extreme of like work produce 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 earn 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 and then enjoy like work hard play harder you know kind of a thing you know um yeah i i don't you know it was years ago so i didn't get the impression that he was like working trying to pack more in to make more Mm -hmm. money to ski he was just live on what he made in that time period so then he could go and do what he enjoyed the the rest of the time um that brings to mind how we've monetized everything like Mm -hmm. Like we measure the value of disasters. When I was growing up, I don't remember hearing that. Maybe they did then. But, you know, oh, this, you know, this storm disrupted this much of the economy. Well, no, it didn't. It There's there's no guarantee of maximum production. And why should we um, base, base anything on that, um, on production or... maximum production or um, even that things have to be better than they were last year. They have to make more than they did last year. Why? I do definitely have that mindset of like, you have to buy your playtime or like you have, like you have to make a certain amount and work hard so that you earn your time off and you earn your rest. They have a thing now with, um, and I've seen it happen to, um, people I care about where they say, Oh, you have unlimited vacation time. Sounds great. You just have to get all your work done before you take that time. So they never get to take the time because the works they give them is never done. This is, this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've had a patient with that scenario too. Um, yeah. Mean. <laughs> yeah. <like> cruel. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it is it's crazy and um and then the, to uh, lack like the uh, work or the the leadership then lacks ability to then to give or to what's the word um oh shoot starts with a d <laughs> delineate uh like i can't even think of it right now but um you know, the, the leadership then, lack, like, they're blaming the worker for not working hard enough to get their stuff done, but yet leadership doesn't know how to delegate. There we go. Yeah. Delegate, yeah. like, appropriately and be able to shift those delegation tasks when people are off, like, taking their PTO. Like, but again, like, us as the worker and the one not in leadership is the one that gets chastised for it, which is the opposite, you know? Oh, yeah. Does it make any sense? So as I contemplated this topic, another thing I looked at, because I had seen this show years ago about the history of things. So like they had the history of money because there wasn't always money. And they had the history of time because there wasn't always the measurement of time. And can you imagine living without a measurement of time? Like they didn't start measuring time till 1500 BC. And that was with sundials. And so they only measured daytime. There was no measurement of nighttime. And the daytime measurements were not precise because the sun moved. So the day changed. Yeah, the, the length of day changed. And so everything was pretty loose. And I'm like, I want to live for a week. like that. Yeah. I'm like, really want to live like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, you know, and then here we do a profession in which you have to keep appointments. Appointments. Yeah. Right. Uh, and healing doesn't happen in time. Like that. I always thought that like the hour would be up and I'd be like, well, I have to cut you off here. We're just getting into it. Or mm-hmm. like a half hour would be up and I'd be like, okay, well, I feel 
done here. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, time and healing don't really match up well. Yeah. And then my other thought too was, again, like having a baby, babies don't live in time. And I feel like I thrived better when I just sort of lost myself with time and just trusted my intuition and just went on, I don't know where I went to another plane where time doesn't really exist. And as soon as I had something scheduled, it's like, oh, I got so stressed out. It was like, (laughs) it didn't work (laughs) to be in time and have a new baby. Like it didn't work. Yeah. Um, that's why I get really stressed. And then actually he would sense it too. Every and he still does. Like if I'm trying to put him down to nap and I have to get somewhere, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I just have to go to that enter that plane of like, hey, like, we're just here. <laughs> we're just here. I have nowhere to go <laughs> to have him relax so I can put yeah. him down. It's it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, and let yourself let go of time. So I'm not sure how one could practice letting go of time. You should do it for us, Chrissy, and tell us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I really yeah. hope that we can do that, and and I I'm and really finding that I um, have been more anxious on. Oh, I don't know what to do with my energy or my time right now. So then I'm just going to like numb myself with my phone. And it's really sad because like every week, um, if you have the iPhone, I don't know if they have it on Android. It's like, how many minutes have and hours have you been on your phone? Like on a, like an average, right? And I just, every week I see it creeping up and I'm like, oh, like, like, so then you're like, okay, there's like two things here. Like I, I, I appreciate the fact that I'm able to have more free time in that regard, but yet I'm using that free time to in, in consume more and more information and and ideas that aren't my own that I just am consuming mm. not necessarily uh, mindfully, um, and which is a different form of consumption, right? And mm-hmm. then. Uh, so now I'm like, okay, so I, I, I need to not necessarily be productive with that time. Just like, let's be more, maybe, um, there's more of a purpose, maybe like I'm going to spend more time actually like reading and reading for fun, not necessarily learning something or Mm -hmm. going for a walk or, um, or meditating or yoga or CrossFit or whatever, you know. I can use that time more maybe productive, but yet in a self-help way, not in a produce more for other people type of way. Um, Yeah. Or the numbing. I mean, you kind of touched on that. I think it's a very common thing to do to Mm -hmm. just um, check out either by the phones are so nice for that, actually, to soothe, give the mind something to do. (laughs) But yeah. Alcohol, um, food, uh, those are TV. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I do it with movies. I watch movies. Shows, yeah. Movies. It's hard because it's like a battle sometimes when, okay, I'm just going to go for a walk and enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the trees. But then sometimes, like, then the creeping anxiety comes up where you're like, oh, I. I should be doing something. (laughs) I should be using like, I have all these things to do or like all these things to learn or like maybe I should get on my phone and look up. Yeah. I feel like, like yeah, I feel like that's part of it. I I like lie to myself or, or, or pretend that like what I'm consuming is informational and educational. So then, Mm But then the the stupid pranks in between, like, oh, that's just like a, like, that's just part of the scrolling process, right? Right. You're like, no, it's still like consuming (laughs) things that you probably don't need need to consume all the time. Yeah. 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 
the in Ayurveda, there's a, a, a list for all the doshas and how you can calm the doshas. And the, one of the things that struck me about pitta, to, to calm pitta, is to, to spend time in cool places with beautiful gardens and with friends you enjoy. And what was the other one? Um, oh, tell stories of success. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, we can't just like oh. tell stories that don't have success. That just are stories. Well, we get amped up on those. The, yeah. The, well, the, yeah. <laughs> we're going to fix that. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Be right into that drama triangle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is so much sometimes more addicting to talk about your problems or like mm-hmm. issues in the world or like mm-hmm. then like, Oh, well, look how beautiful this turned out. Or, or, yeah. Know. You know, I wonder as you're saying this, because there is this, um, you know, this overriding or burgeoning angst in our, in our culture. Like I was seeing something that I, it looks like we're pretty neck and neck between, um, in the upcoming elections between Democrat and Republican. And they did this poll and they showed that pretty much half the population is going to be unhappy with the result. Mm -hmm. Like not only um, is it, you know, what you're for, but it's what you're against. And everybody, there's this heightened um, energy around what you're against. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe it's part of, I'm going to ask this question as a, I don't, I wonder if it's part of this constant drive we all feel. Um, I, I don't know if those two are related. This being pushed and driven and then um, being angry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I wonder how did we get here where we're, I'm just so exhausted. Like, I don't know if anger can can come from, yeah, the exhaustion of being driven all the time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I I kind of think when anger shows up for me, I know I'm out of I'm out of whack, and I need to step back and yeah, look at what's going on for myself. Yeah, same. I think it often coincides with being overwhelmed and not getting enough rest and not getting enough self-care mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then wanting to like look outside of myself for things to blame or people to blame mm-hmm. um, hmm. huh. I'm gonna have to think on that one yeah I think part of it too is like how we define ourselves right like how many times do you meet somebody and the first thing is like well what do you do for a living you know instead of like who are you as a person? You know, like, I think we, we thrive and we relish in the, in the roles of the doing and we have a hard time expressing who we are as people without a job title. Um, so I think that's part of it too. Like I would love someone to be like, Oh, instead of like, what do you do? Like, Tell me what your three, what you would describe yourself as your three, um, like words that describe you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be so much more, uh, tan- like we're back to like the root, like who, who people are, you know, and not mm-hmm. about the productivity of what they do every day. Appreciating their being instead of their doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So maybe we should initiate that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I remember my son describing um, this trip he and his wife took to Bali and how happy the people were, you know, but they were living very simply and they didn't have a lot, but they were very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds you that you don't have to be super privileged to be happy and have more rest in your life. Yeah. Things don't make you happy. Um, the doing and having are not what make you happy. 
I guess it always it comes back to your, the mind. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, like we're in control of our minds, and our minds are what create our reality for the most part. So, I guess that's something we can control, or in always the, like keep reminding ourselves. <laughs> in the retreat last weekend, you know, we. We ask people and we ask ourselves to say, what are we going to take away from the retreat? And for me, it was all the moments of silence. So for several of the people, it's the first time that they ventured out since the start of the pandemic. And a couple of people I've been teaching yoga on Zoom for three years now, and I haven't seen them in person. And it was just so amazing. And there was this um, sense of just lingering, just being together, enjoying being together with no doing. And those were my favorite. Some of you know, the whole thing was great, but I really, those impressed me and will stay with me just sitting, coming together and sitting in a circle, doing nothing together. That's really awesome. <laughs> it, it was, you know, like that connecting. I think in the doing nothing, you you have a chance to not only connect with yourself, but with the essence of other other people. It helps to have that community where you're all like doing nothing together. That's what I always liked about going to yoga classes or going to meditation class because they're like, oh, well, everybody else is doing nothing, so. Like, here I am doing nothing together. It's like that collective energy it definitely helps than when you're kind of on your own or you're at a Zoom class. It's easy to get up and do something. I went to, uh, when Judy was starting her um, her meditation classes and like her series, one of her first series was different different types of meditation. And I think I did all six of them. And the two that I found the most that I connected with, because I, and again, like because of social media and and stuff like that, we assume like meditation looks like only one way. And I really appreciated that she was showing meditation in multiple ways. And the two that I, I, I gravitated toward was in a group, we went for a walk, but the walk was not meant for like exercise. It was like, we are going to, um, we're going to, what sounds do we hear? What colors do we see? We're being as present as we possibly can in our time right now. What smells do we smell? Um, all that kind of stuff. And then it was cool, like as a group to do that. Um, Cause then we're all kind of vibing with each other. And then mm-hmm. afterwards we talked about like what we, what we heard and it was amazing how like certain people looked at like we looked more up top and certain people looked more low and other people looked more at their eye level and how each one of those planes represented a different sensation that we used Mm -hmm. um and the other one that she did was um using um chakras and and thinking about each location and how what your body feels like in each location um and again just being more aware about who you are and not necessarily like I'm trying to like let my mind go and do nothing right um so it was which meditation really isn't you know meditation is about being present it's not about just like not thinking about anything so I thought those two um within the world of doing nothing right like we are still integrating into ourselves which I really appreciated I love that mm. one of the most powerful things meditate meditative things I've done was like a type of walking meditation too where the um <clears throat> the strategy was you just go around and whatever your eye sees you think it <laughs> so I like for a half hour we just all these people it was at a Buddhist meditation retreat we were just like wandering the retreat center like oh hi blade of grass thank you for being here <laughs> like oh hi ant <laughs> thank you for being here oh hi leaf you just like walk and whatever your eyes land on for some reason that was just like 
really powerful for me. I can see that too. We did, I did one once where you were, it was a, a John Barnes thing. So you're out on the rocks in Sedona at night to like be an animal. There's a good one. And and he, and he left us to it for like a half hour. So like towards the end of it, it really, I started sensing things differently. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> that was neat. Well, uh, I hope you guys try a couple of days of throwing away your clocks and then telling us yeah. what that was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, even if we didn't have clocks, it's not like we would just be in chaos, like staying up all night and we would just live by our bodily instincts and we would wake up with the sun and go to bed when it got dark and we would eat when we were hungry. And I just think we were meant to just live with the earth like that mm-hmm. yeah. um, and follow our instincts. And we would actually probably be more on track and more in balance within our bodies um, if we followed that intuition. But we've just been living with clocks and time for so long and like, using that as our guide and not necessarily our own inner like intuitive force. Um, and so I think throwing away the clocks at first might feel like, like, like where am I? (laughs) Like, how do I listen to listen to myself? Um, but eventually with that practice, I I don't, I guess I'm saying this because, because I have been working with Jessica Valela with her, my AYU program and doing that, like listening, when am I tired? Like, when am I hungry? Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to fall at noon. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's 11 for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, I start getting hungry at 4 p.m. for dinner. So, okay, I don't have to eat at six. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Isn't that- And I think, well, I think too, like evolutionary wise, like we have lived without clocks longer than we have lived with clocks. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and evolution takes a long time to actually take place. And that's why our brainstem and our fight or our primitive brain still overrides our critical thinking brain. It's just because our primitive brain has been around longer and it still is that driver. And so um, I think that's why, being around clocks all the time and that productivity aspect doesn't feel good to us because our ancestors for hundreds of thousands of years have not used it, you know? So, um, you know, I also think too, like the industrial revolution when like electricity and lights like became a thing, you know, that was only a hundred and what, 50 years ago at the most. Yeah. Um, and so this artificial time, right. Dimension is, is an evolutionary new thing that we, our bodies didn't really know how to adapt to it yet. Yeah. And like, I was just thinking daylight savings time reminds us that mm. like time isn't really real. <laughs> yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a video of a woman talking about how ridiculous time zones are and how they don't make any sense because like the time zones like drawn are based off of like, again, productivity, not of like exactly where, the different latitude and longitudinal lines are and oh, so and then she also looked at like america and she was like arizona what are you doing like you don't even make any sense like <laughs> and so she was like time doesn't exist there obviously <laughs> good. wow it's not even like really truly based on the sun i guess no activity oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah because like the lines of the like where the time zone should be long or longitude is like the vertical one right I forget which one of whatever the longitude yeah, or latitude so. that's vertical. Um, she's like, it doesn't even fit that way. It literally is like the, like if you look in America, it's like here and then it like it cross, you know, goes horizontal and makes a, you know, based off of productivity for that region, I guess. Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it was, huh? it was pretty interesting. And the fact that she was so Probably passionate about it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I was thinking they're going to argue about, should we stop at 
at daylight saving times or standard time. Um, and you know what? It doesn't matter because if you want the other one, you just reset your work hours. Oh, true. <laughs> right? They just reset your work hours to what you want them to be, which goes back to maybe we should like put our foot down <laughs> and and ask to slow down and quit pushing us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, once again, I know I say this a lot, we're trying to do that at the clinic and yeah, we get pushback for doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just hard to do it in the system where time is money. So yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we slow down, we don't make as much money. So <laughs> how do you find that balance? Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. easy. No, it's not. Okay, you okay. guys. I think that's a great I better get ending point there. Yeah. That was a good topic. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our group tends to have these fantastic discussions, and we always ask ourselves why we haven't recorded any of them. And now here we are. If you are interested in more content, we'll be releasing new episodes every other Monday. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Therapy Solutions PLLC. That PLLC is super important. This is the Rehab Within Reach podcast, where all are encouraged to experience wholeness and independence. See you soon.